coming up on Just Elders Podcast. When I was 21, I was shot, shot in the stomach in the projects up in New York. About three years ago, when there were allegations made on me uh, about something that I did um, to a sister. And I remember... You don't even want to watch a movie because of allegations that were dropped. In your case, let's let's use your case as an example. And I can tell the people. I ain't gonna tell no, who. We're not gonna get into. Uh, okay. There's no. There's never a right time to hit a woman, right? But if you're in a relationship, brothers, fellas, watch this without your girl. Yeah, yeah this, this is. I mean, and there's gonna be some women listening too. Like you know, they're gonna be listening. Yeah, but they be knowing. They know they be on that bullshit. Yeah, and. and like Kanye said, I never hit a girl, but I'll shake the shit out of you. <laughs> and, 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 this, and this is why we're having this conversation because. And and the truth of the matter is, they will get in the way, and we'll we'll attempt to stop, and we'll swing on you. Mm. You know what I mean? But you know, a little honesty on my part, I I would tell a sister and a, a woman to be honest with you: if you swing on me, I think I see a man. Please don't swing on me. <laughs> I feel like if you question a sister or what she says, then we go into the whole victim shaming. This why sisters don't come out. But at the same time, there's a lot of brothers we don't lost because we didn't question or we didn't challenge. And one thing I would, I'll admit this, like even when I went through that situation. Right. And I think this is a mistake. Um, um, many of us make. And this is a mistake that caused even married brothers who are conscious among us problems at home. Because if, 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 the, if the wife sees you with a brother that we know got highly moral, immoral, even though he's conscious as a brother, mm-hmm. but he's not disciplined in his morality. You got hoes. Right? So a lot of this is a result of fatherless, mentorless uh, young boys, right? So when he ain't talking to him then, now we having grown man conversations. Brothers are looking for, they're looking for, you know, people they can relate to. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a common purpose. They're looking for the ability to make improvements. Brotherhood is the first time where you get held accountable mm. by somebody you respect mm. outside of like a father figure or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get held accountable by your principal, but I don't like him. I don't. I don't know him. Nigga, you don't tell me what to do. What is the sister's responsibility, right? When we're in this period of holding our brothers accountable, let me give you my example. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving them a pass because they can't control their emotions. No, they can control their emotions. You know what I mean? We, we're getting ready to elect a woman the vice president of the United States on the basis that women can control their emotions mm. and handle their intellect. You know what I mean? So I think that we Good should point. be... Women should just let men be men, right? And let the older man check that younger man or, you know, brother to brother, whatever it is. It's certain situations that they don't have no business being in. Like, if you want your man to be a better man, get him in a better brotherhood. That's right. That's it. Like... We have been conditioned and we have been taught that we need to be individuals and we need to handle our own. Mm. And if you can't handle your own, then I question your manhood. Mm. And once I question your manhood, now you've challenged me. So now I don't want to have anything to do with you. Name a time where you had to let a brother go. 
Ready? Born ready. It's Tuesday. Favorite day of the week. Hey! Talk to me Tuesday. <laughs> Damn. You talking about beating women, you gonna play James Brown? <laughs> <laughs> you coming in on James Brown? <laughs> You can do it. Come on, bro. Let me tell myself, man. Let me I ain't say that. I ain't stop you. I, hey, it's funny to me. Payback. It's the payback. Like, <laughs> Maurice, feel me? Play it, bro. This is hey, how I feel. I know. <laughs> yeah, at least, man. That thing for ride. Yeah, I know, though. That's why I started laughing. Keep it in there. Let's go. Like I said, it's Tuesday. <laughs> My favorite day of the week. Do me a favor, turn this up. Fellas, listen to this one on your own. Shit, this ain't for you and your girl today. We gotta have a talk with the brothers, man. Last week we let the sisters have theirs. This week it's ours. With that being said, what's up, family? It's your boy Elders. Thank you for tuning to the greatest podcast to ever get in the airwaves. That is the Just Elders podcast. I'm super excited because I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I mean it. Every single time. Um, man, I feel good today. I feel I biked over here. Let me just say that. <laughs> I rode my bike over here, man. I've been getting it in, bro. Uh, uh, on this fitness kit is going down. My uh scale has been consistently reading by because you know the scale. You read it in the morning, in the night, it'd be, you know, you lose two or three or add two or three, so. I've been consistently reading about 212214. Hey, look. I lost about seven pounds in watching, boy. Hey, look, it's 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 one of them things where like you see the growth, and so now you get a little excited, like, oh man, I I could really do this. So like, so shirt feel feel better, right, right. So you know, I'm working out three times a week. I do the walking club three times a week, and I ain't walking. I'm just riding around with my. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I saw you. I saw you on what, Fox Five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, you know, shout out to uh, Derek Bozeman. <laughs> In the DB walking club. So I, I ride around, do that with him. Um, and it just, it gave me, um, I was like, this is what happened. I had to, I was forced myself to ride from the crib to the walking club. And that was like an eight mile ride. And I was like, man, I can do this. So now every time I get a chance to get on my bike, as long as I ain't got to be just like super prepped by the time I'm there, like I just been riding my bike. So like, uh, and you know we moving, so studio moving the studio uh, up the street. So when I move it there, it's officially over. That's gonna change the game for me. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in last week's episode, man. Episode sixty. This episode ain't for everyone. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna say this publicly on my podcast. I don't like to do episodes with just the sisters on there sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, man. Like, I don't discredit the sisters. Because <laughs> I feel like they, I feel like they be trying to flex, bro. Like, 
they don't be wanting to have like i get it because you are on a podcast and then this is like on youtube and people gonna see and hear what you say and i guess people don't be wanting to put like their opinions out there like well i, I think it's a mixed bag because flying them they they, they held it down like they kept it it's real. true you know what but I'm i also had maul on him so, so, it's, it's, so that's, that's the balance. It's the balance. It's always got to be a brother on the podcast. It's, it's just something about it that keeps the conversation flowing. Or keeps, uh, it, or keeps it real. And, you know, and then the only other time I like it when the sisters come on, my mom come on, but she take over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't tell my mama to shut up. Like, so, Although you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> But she don't listen. Uh, so, shout out to everybody tuning in. I actually got some great reviews. People say they liked it. Yeah, mm. uh, um, people said it like like the sisters liked it, and we actually have a new review on Apple. If you want to grab this, Ooh, Odell, <laughs> oh, Odell Beckham, <laughs> one hand. <laughs> All right, it says ownership talk that talk. Jonathan St. Yes, sir. All right, says great episode, very informative. I feel bad not tuning into Joe Budden podcast earlier and catching them gems. Joe Budden and you guys keep tuning in. A viable point <laughs> on ownership. Oh yeah, for sure. The need to support our creatives and know our worth. I would say that's my family vision. On um, when we open up the gathering spot, I appreciate y'all for supporting us. In regards of activism, I vision myself. As a combination of Hosea Williams and, and Brother James Orange, their dedication to serve and roll their sleeves up, being fearless and playing their role, which is a tremendous piece of uh, being active. Much respect to Eldridge and his organization, meeting with the Monroe mayor, also elaborating that their game plan before the meeting with them. Four people attended the meeting, meeting him and his cousin only speaking for the organization. As always, keep up the great work and stay safe. Appreciate that. So, for those that don't know, we we put out a challenge to all of our listeners, and we was like, we want y'all to go back and identify yourself and one of our ancestors. Uh, what ancestor you feel like you aspire to be like, or who inspires you the most? So, uh, we definitely want to hear more, man. What ancestor do you reflect um, the most? So that's something we definitely gonna check out. Um, um, speaking of Joe Budden. Um, we were talking about the F That Spot campaign. Mm-hmm. It is still on. You would have had more information. Yeah, hey, we would have had more information about it, but I just been swamped because we just had the Let Us Make Man conference. Clap it up for that. Clap it up for that. No, we talk about that. Uh, how many? What year is this? 15. Yeah, this was fifteen. I thought it was fourteen. Fourteen, fifteen. I think. I think fourteen. Yeah. It was fifteen. I think we should have made a bigger deal about fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, year, year 14 or 15, I don't know. So, Brother Jihad, you know, he's one of my Little Smith Man brothers. We got the conference done. Uh, this was our first virtual conference. That was a struggle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Brother Jihad, you seen the, uh, you seen the struggle. It looked like we weren't going to have it at first. No, I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man, we had, we hired a company. And it was one of Mowley boys, and the dude was cool, real cool, brother. And I hate when I like somebody because when I like him, I don't really want to be mean like I be needed. Like, so we get there on Wednesday. We supposed to do a walkthrough, do the event, man. Wednesday, it just did not work out. <laughs> like all the equipment. That was brother up. was sweating on Wednesday. Yeah, bro. I saw. <laughs> so look, so on Wednesday it didn't work out right, but but I'm like, oh, 
today it was a, it's a walkthrough. That's why you do a walkthrough so yeah. you can get it right. That's right. So I'm like, you know, let's just come back tomorrow, Thursday. Let's get this thing together. Thursday, <laughs> nigga still can't get it together. <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> oh man, literally we uh pulled it together last minute on Friday, and it, it, it's beautiful, man. Go to uh, lettusmakeman.com. I mean dot net, let us make man dot net. Check it out. Um the presentation the presenters did their thing. Law and Black Society was done by Chris Leopold, Terrell Thomas, Durante Partridge, Brian Gapter, and them brothers did their thing. Um Awakening the Genius in Black Youth was done by none other than King Walker, the realest motivator, <laughs> eternal educator. He's been on this podcast a few times. Um a brother that um got on my nerves, Dr. Gary White. Nah, just playing. He killed it with a uh, restoring the black family. Dr. Gary White, he definitely does make you check yourself in a lot of areas in life. Last but not least, Attorney Miley Davis, the super attorney, teaching us uh how to organize one-on-one. So the Let Us Make Man conference was a dope thing, man. So I am... Super excited. Let's get into this conversation. Uh, I want to introduce my guest real fast. This first person I want to introduce, my left, your right. He's been on this podcast before. Episode 14. Hmm. It's not a coat. It's not a dress. It's a coat dress. <laughs> when Pharrell had the dress on GQ magazine, <laughs> Brother Jahai came on and dropped us some real wisdom. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You know. Um I love it when this brother comes on because this brother is uh, somebody that's always going to keep it real, um, a member of Let Us Make Man, but he's a member that is the voice of reason. Uh, he's a member that's going to make sure we don't get too wild and make sure we stay true to our mission and stay true to who we are. And it's a brother that holds me accountable a lot, always telling me what's going to hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I love this man, y'all. Give it up, round of applause for my big brother, my friend, brother Jihad. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How you doing, sir? Doing good, man. Good, stand good. the mic, stand the mic. Okay, my bad. All right, good to have you on here, brother. Thank you. Um, next person I'm gonna bring on this first time to the podcast, but um, I've been knowing him for a while now. This brother right here met him. I feel like I met you before. I know for sure. I don't know how we met. But I know you had the business, and I just don't know how we, how did we meet? Uh, I think it was, well, I know we connected definitely at the Black Man Lab on a, on a serious level. That's when I, we, I that's think, when we officially yeah. locked in, because you remember you was at One Music Fest, and we that's were talking true. then. That's true. It that's was true. before that's One true. Music Fest, though. I can't. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's, that's taking it back. That's taking it back a minute. Yeah, so. I don't know. We have to figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Like, normally I got a story how I meet people, but this brother, I don't really know how I met him, but <laughs> we just locked in. Um, I like this brother because he's an entrepreneur. He's a father. He's a brother. He's a friend. He's someone that is, uh, he's always somebody you want in the room. Uh, I've been in several meetings with him, especially with Let Us Make Man, and his perspective that he brings to the table is always a balanced perspective, right? Uh, you know, as some brothers, you know they're going to be either all the way over here, all the way over there. And sometimes you need that. But this is a brother that is, does a really good job, in my opinion, finding middle ground. Um, a very important member, board member of the uh, Black Man Lab. Y'all know that's near and dear to me. Uh, I believe a founding member of Indugu. Yeah, yeah, Indugu uh, Foundation. Indugu yeah. Foundation is another organization that is going super hard for brothers. If you don't know about it, 
definitely tune in. Uh, we'll put that information in the show notes. Check them out. Um, but y'all give it up. Round of applause to my big brother, my friend, brother Maurice. What's up, bro? Welcome, sir. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Are you a listener of the Just Others podcast? I, I've listened, I've listened, but I, I need to step up my game. I got to step my game. You know what that I mean? Gotta, I got to be honest. You know what that mean? That mean he prep playing him like, I don't want to hear this shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> Too much cuss. <laughs> too, too much. All right, that's one on the board. Did you count it on the last episode? Up to a certain point. <laughs> All right, I got, I got one on here. So I'm trying to stop cussing. So That's good. We're not. We're, very good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm trying to stop cussing on this podcast. We're trying to get paid. It's easier to get. It's, it's easier to get paid if you ain't cussing. So uh, I'm gonna do better. Keep that. You know, it should be the excessive part. You know what I mean? But I feel like sometimes it's also that, that emphasis that you need. Like we said, you know, um, what like Lauren Hill said. You know, they, I, I spit all those lyrics so y'all can hear me, but I throw a motherfucker in there so you ignorant, ignorant niggas hear me. So you know, yeah, you know I'm saying? gonna say some real stuff, but I'm gonna say, I right, motherfucker. So now. When you, it's like Everybody. the 85 South Show. When you listen to 85 South Show, that's like how we come up. But we give you a mixture because, you know, yeah, they can only stay at a certain spot. I feel like this podcast. We got range. Go everywhere. We can go there. Yeah. So we're going to go there today. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, we were talking about brothers protecting sisters. And in that conversation, we were talking about uh, Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion. Allegedly, Tory Lane shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. These are the allegations that she are making. Um, not saying we believe her or don't believe her. The world believes her. And a lot of people, what started out of that was a ripple effect of black men coming out in defense of Meg. Black men coming out saying, F you, Tory, come see about me. Like, the security guard in the uh, new life flashing the gun like I got something for you next time. Yeah, yeah, like his, his brother's going hard. So on the yeah. podcast last week, I would like you know what I would like to see is a brother publicly uh, saying, you know, bro, you messed up, but what's up? Like, is this brother worth saving? And that's today's conversation. Today's conversation is when do we forgive a brother? Hold him accountable, accountable, forgive him, and try to get him back on the right track. And then we just, when do we just let him go completely? And the reason why I want to have this conversation, because we've seen this a couple of times. Uh, we've seen when Chris Brown got into it re, re, with Rihanna. The difference between Chris Brown and Tory Lanez, I feel like Chris Brown has a talent that you can't deny. Uh, but the world was angry with Chris Brown. Jay-Z was politically moving against Chris Brown. Literally, there was a show that he couldn't perform at because Jay said, I'm not performing if Chris Brown is performing. And if Jay doesn't perform, that means Beyonce doesn't perform. And Chris Brown talented, but we're not going to lose Jay and Beyonce. And, and rightfully so because Rihanna was his artist. So. Right. That's true. So that's I'm true. not saying Jay-Z right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, now publicly, would, would Jay Z have done it if she wasn't his artist? Well, this this is this is the conversation because yeah, I, I said so. this is why I said this on yeah. the on the episode last week. I was like, I feel like a lot of these brothers are talking about protect black women, but it's black women that need to be protected from people y'all cool with. But like this, like this protect black women in med case, it became like the cool thing to do because one brother did it. It's almost like 
screaming, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. That's so commercialized now. It's people in Georgia screaming that, but we ain't talking about Julian Lewis, who was shot in the face by the uh, state patrol. Like, how are we going to scream? Are we just screaming, arrest those cops because that's what everybody doing? Or are we screaming that because we want justice when injustice happens? So that's what I'm saying on this uh, on this conversation. And I brought these two brothers for a reason. I've been in several conversations where brothers were talking about whether ousting a brother or not going with a brother. And Jihad stood strong like, nah, like, don't lose a good brother over something like this. And I don't see Maurice invest his life into investing in black men. You know what I'm saying? So the brothers are here are here for a very specific reason. So let's just start this conversation. Um, you know, and I'll start with you, Brother Jihad. You remember about three years ago when there were allegations made on me uh, about something that I did um, to a sister. And I remember you calling me personally. And you called me on some real accountability. Like, it wasn't like you thought... You didn't assume it was true. You didn't assume it was false. You just called me on accountability. And based off finding out the information, we moved from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't do that. I feel like we in this cancel culture mm-hmm. where if you do one thing that we don't like, you're done. Like, I think I said that to you. I was like, I don't believe that Detroit Red could become Malcolm X in 2020. Ever. Wow. Right we wouldn't let him. Yeah. We wouldn't let him. Like the brother do one thing, bad or not. Like well, his whole history wasn't captured and publicized for everyone to see. So mm-hmm. his history was what he lived through, and then he could transition and then move forward uh, on his own. Because everyone, I saw the people who were close to him. Everyone didn't know his true, his whole story until he had already transcended, and then he could tell his own story at that point from a position of. I'm now heading in a different direction. I'm now all for my people and the upliftment and the the dealing with the culture. Right. And then I think that was a unifying factor for for everyone as well. I mean, he's talking directly to what's oppressing us as a people. So if this brother can change and he's around a group of men in the, in an the organization that was all about transformation of people. So I agree with you. I mean, if all of his stuff had today, we we have we're in this instant social media. We keep talking about social media. We're, we're in this like, instant society. You like know. Uh, 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 a famous influencer at Detroit Red is now he has dropped that moniker, changed his name to at Malcolm X, and he's hosting a marching and rally. Are we going? Are we supporting that brother? The the only reason I know we ain't like we ain't even watching movies <laughs> like. We ain't talking about. We ain't even watching movies based off what somebody did. Movies about one of the most important ancestors of our time. We don't even want to watch a movie because of allegations that were dropped. You know what I'm saying? So I don't believe so. Like, let, let's just stick on Tory Lane. So I know y'all don't know. Probably you probably don't know who Tory Lane is. Y'all heard about it, but uh, <laughs> so my boy said, "Don't try me." <laughs> so what I don't like. So I remember when Tory Lane, when we was in the quarantine, he did quarantine radio. Yeah, he came up. Tory Lane was breaking records on IG, like for everything he was doing. And I remember when IG shut down his uh, Instagram, there were black men, including Diddy, 
that were vouching like, yo, bring Tory Lanez back. Give him his stuff back. Mm-hmm. Like they going hard for him. So where are them now, brothers? Now, how should we address Tory Lanez? Knowing what we know. We don't know. We don't know if it's true. We just know she showed her foot. Her foot looked very damaged. I don't necessarily know what a shot foot looked like. <laughs> nah, I mean, we don't know if it's fully true, but he did apologize to true. it. So you don't That's apologize. We knew something happened, but we also know he didn't go to jail on the scene. That's a big fact. But Life to the police are not the police arresting who they want to arrest. But but if nobody says nothing, they're not going to just arrest you. If no, if May no got charges. the hell on, went to the hospital, didn't say because she said she didn't say nothing. She a real one. She do your job, police. You arrest you need to, but I'm not going to tell you who to arrest. So that was on them. Like May could May could have got him arrested. He, she could have said this nigga shot me off allegation and put him in cuff because you know the police will lock you up right allegations. Nah, he didn't get locked up then. Nah, he, he, he got locked, locked up later. They they locked him up later and deported him back home, but he don't have no charges on him right now. Like he don't got to come back. So that brother, you ask him or save him? I think it depends on your personal relationship. I think you spoke to something earlier where you was going through your thing. Brother Jahad knows you personally, right? He's personally invested in you. He's like, look, this I know Elders differently. This can't be true. Let me get it from the source. What the thing about celebrities, they don't really be knowing each other like that. They just kind of know. But they don't, they're 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 adjacent to each other, right? right? So if one of those brothers really know Tory, like on a real level, like, hey, I'm rocking with you, they should reach out, try to get that brother some counseling. Um, Jamie Foxx said he did that for Chris Brown when he went through it. Yeah. He was like, I reached out to Chris. We had a conversation. You know, and, and he admitted to it. Some stuff he said Chris didn't want to take he to. He still wanted to do his own thing. And that's why Chris do, do some of his bad boy stuff. But Jamie was that one person to talk to him. Somebody is going to reach out to Tory Lanez. I just think that after that, what you're trying to talk about is the public. Like, will the public accept them, or how do we bring them back yeah. into that fold? Because I believe somebody's gonna reach out and talk to them. Yeah, like, the one, like so. Prime example. Um, right now, there's a podcast beef going between Charlemagne, Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden um, turned down a lot of money from Spotify and said, "Because I want to be my own man. I like he. St- I want to be free." Turned it down. And in the turning it down, he talked about turning it down, and he talked about uh, – I don't even think the first one, he wasn't talking bad about Charlemagne. That was a compliment. He was saying, bro, you built that radio station. I, nobody would know – I wouldn't know where our heart was if it wasn't for Charlemagne. I personally wouldn't. So he was like, they just ain't paid you your worth, bro. That's all Charlemagne was saying. Like, they haven't paid you your worth. Yeah. I mean, that's what Joe was saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, very conveniently – the following week after he did this, all these allegations start coming out of women saying that he done beat me, uh his um he masturbating the dog. Like I mean it was it was it was court like for real. It was it's, uh, it's, it was crazy. It was it was like and it just conveniently came out right after this. So then where I fell out with Charlemagne, it's one thing to talk trash. Y'all know I do that all day, every day. But the, now the brother down. He he recorded a podcast. He couldn't even finish. Like he don't got broke up and then left the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, Charlemagne on the and I think what got me the most. He on there with a white boy. Yeah, you like don't, I, you don't like this. I can I like I'm, I'm like I'm like <laughs> you, like you, you can't like like one. I don't even like you talking about family. 
But you really can't talk about family in front of these white folks. Mm-hmm. So you on there with a white boy, you you mocking this man, well, you kicking a Wally down. Like, you talking about the allegations. Like, it's just like, that right there, for me, is like, as black men, we got to get on the same page on how do we protect each other and when do we let each other go. That's what I want to know. Because I don't know. Because on one point, I be wanting to save everybody. On the other end, I be want to be like, F you too. So, Jihad? <laughs> well, in your case, let's let's use your case as an example. And I can tell the people. I ain't going to tell no, who. No, we're not going to get into to oh, okay. what, what I'm basically going to I don't say. want them to think I, I did in a crazy. I want to no, that, that, that I knew you and had not heard uh, of that behavior. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's the premise that I moved off of initially. Mm-hmm. And this was not the right, the, the um, elders that I knew. And if it was the elders that I knew, then we want to reach out to correct it, mm-hmm. right, and to to not destroy him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that, you know, white folks don't destroy each other. Mm. They did some terrible stuff, bro. Mm. You know what I mean, history. The, the man we got in the office now done did some terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're not going to destroy each other. Now, the only way, only way that 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 um, you would take the position where you want to, well, you're finished with them, is if you just see consistency, consistency in the bad behavior. Mm. And I'm talking about over a period of time. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if if I see that over and over and over and over again, then I'm finished with it. I'm, I'm a realist, also. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So, but I didn't have that feeling with Eldred and I didn't have that knowledge of history with Eldred. So with these particular, you know, in the entertainment world it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They so wishy-washy. You know what I mean? They so uh, hype. You don't know when they're telling the truth, when they're not telling the truth. You don't know if they're trying to make a buck, not make a buck. You know what I mean? You don't know. You, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So as far as choosing sides with them, mm-hmm. you know, really eh, you know, either care one. Less. Yeah, I could care less to be honest with you, um, uh, unless they're, they're politically motivated and they they have a history of helping black people and et cetera. Then I'll reach out. But other than that, I just see them as just taking an opportunity to to excite something, to make some money, and move on. You know, to be honest with you. Yeah, try to improve yeah. their position. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's all a positioning thing. So I'm going to take this what I consider to be the popular position. Because it's going to get a lot of people behind me and to rally behind me. They may not even believe in some of the things they're saying. They're just saying it because they know it's going to move the masses. It's going to up the number of followers I get. It's going to get me into a position to have some new door open up for me that I couldn't do on my own. So I'm going to take advantage of when a brother is down. That's what I see a lot of times, especially on the entertainment side. I mean, it's just it's. They are constantly jockeying for a position. And if you stumble, it's like running. It's like my, my son ran track. So he's running the hurdles. It, it's like literally they're running a hurdle race. You hit that hurdle and you start to go down. I'm not I'm not stopping to see if you good. Oh, that's my opportunity. You were ahead of me. Now I'm going to take it. And I'm going to run. I'm going to get over these next hurdles. And I'm going to win. And, you know, the the character, you question the character of people when they do something like that. So, I, I mean, this even goes back to, 
if the brother turned down the deal, you know, tens of millions of dollars a deal, you instantly have a number of people who are already going to question him. But the simple fact that how could you turn down tens of millions of dollars? I don't, you know, they, they look at, they personalize it. I don't have tens of millions of dollars, but if you gave me tens of millions of dollars, right. I'm going to take it. I'll take it and I'll do what you told me to do. You can even go back to like Dave Chappelle. They like $50 million. Mm, right. They like Dave is crazy. He's insane. But, and that was the thing. Like, they're attacking him. Yeah. Like, then they attacked him. But, you know, and he went back to Africa. He got himself settled, but he had another deal in the work. So what we see is the surface part. What we see is what they want us to hear and know about the person. We don't know whatever, whatever else is in the works. And it sounds like young brother has some good things in the works. And then the, the protective veil comes off. You see it in entertainment, sports, politics. As soon as you cross, whoever your benefactor is, whoever the person who is got you to the position or is benefiting from your position. As soon as you say, I'm done. I'm going to move on to my own thing. And now they can't extract value from you. Then all the stuff that they were protecting you from could have been protecting you from or suppressing. Let it go. He's not with me. He's not rolling with me. So let it go. So you said something. You said like all we see is the surface. And and I think here's a hard, slippery slope conversation to have in the sense of uh, male female relations and allegations that are made. Um, because I have been in situations where someone just flat out lied on me. Like it had nothing to do with who I am. I have no data to reflect. This is what I do. But when you hear that and, uh, or if you question that, I feel like if you question a sister or what she says, then we go into the whole victim shaming. This is why sisters don't come out. But at the same time, there's a lot of brothers we don't lost. Because we didn't question or we didn't challenge. And one thing, I w- I'll admit this. Like, even when I went through that situation, people that knew me, it was cool. But there was a lot of folk that still don't rock with me after of that. Oh, yeah. It, it was it was a lot of people that still didn't rock with me after that situation. And um, when it came out that she was lying, I feel like that is not reprimanded at all. On speak, the sister side, like, like, like when the when it is found out, like, because I do believe victim shaming is real. I do feel like there are women that are silent because they feel like they cannot tell their truth, or they feel like nothing is going to happen. But I also feel like there are women that mess it up for women like that because they're lying purposely. And when it does come out that they're lying, there's no real reprimanding that happens on the same energy that happens towards if the if what she was saying was true. And how are we going to address this brother? I feel like it don't happen on the other side. And I've seen it personally. So that's where I get conflicted, where I'm like, you know, because we on this kick. I feel like this movement for brothers supporting brothers is coming back. I feel like that energy that we seen with a million man march, I feel like brothers are trying to rekindle that. That's why you're seeing in Dugu's Black Man Labs, Let Us Make Man. You're seeing a lot more pop up. Because brothers are realizing the importance of brotherhood. Well, also, what about, because that's one true thing too, right? When a woman says something that's false and now the fault, that, that doesn't get brought up that she lied, right? Also, what about brothers just being able to speak about the tumultuous relationship? Like, you know, there's no, there's never a right time to hit a woman, right? But if you're in a relationship and it's <laughs> toxic, right? 
If you're in a relationship and it's toxic, right? You still, <laughs> if you're in a relationship and you toxic, right? When when do you when when are you able to express that part too? Like like even with the Joe Budden situation when Tahiri came out, right? Right. Joe was like, "Look, I'm grown enough now to speak on it and say, hey, she's I was younger than her. One, two, she was way more abusive towards me. They had videotapes of it. They have uh, witnesses, roommates seen it. So he's like, you know, I'm gonna be able to speak on it now. Like I. There was there there was no abuse on my side. What she claimed that was a whole different person. They had that on tape, but she was abusive on me. After he came out and said that, a couple other people who recorded with her other brothers came out and said, "Yeah, she was crazy on the set of Love and Hip Hop." So then that that's what kind of I feel like that's the only reason why Joe was saved because he had other brothers backing him up and supporting him. But to your point, what what is that line? When do you hear about a brother hitting a woman and then you? Like, are you wrong for saying what she do? That that's really the that's real, a question. real question. That's the real question. That's are a you, real question. Are, are you wrong for saying it? I think most brothers. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of brothers. A lot of brothers think that. That's like your first reaction to when you, you because hear a you don't been in it. Well, it depends. On, for me, it depends on who, who, who it is. I I know some crazy cats, right? That's yeah, like, yeah. They, be like, they yeah, not even they myself. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Whatever she said, she he did it. <laughs> but if it's if it's somebody like in my close circle, if I hear something like, like I'm like, well, what happens? Because I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not just taking it as. And then I'm not gonna just take it as. Oh, he hit me. Well, what happened? Well, he was trying to leave. He grabbed my shoulders, moved me out the way, and left. Oh, okay. See, he grabs you real hard. <laughs> right. Now, at, like Kanye this, said, I never hit a girl, but I shake the shit out of you. <laughs> I mean, and, and, this, and this is why we're having this conversation because, you know, this is where brothers. Fellas, watch this without your girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this is, I mean, and then there's going to be some women listening too. Like, you know, they're going to be listening. Yeah, but, but they be knowing. They know they be on that bullshit. Yeah, and, and, this, and, and this is why I want to know, like, what do you say to those brothers in those situations? How should they be handled? Because from what from my personal experience and from experience with brothers around me, a lot of times brothers be trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Like women, they talk trash about it. Oh, keep it, keep on leaving. Yeah, because I'm not trying to be in a situation where it gets all hype and anything physical happen. I will walk out the door, get in my car, drive all the way, away. So it's like, but I also know there's been times where brothers be like, hey, I tried to leave and she was standing right there, like all in my way. So, how, you know, oh, elder counselor, how how should we be held, how should we be held in this for 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 the younger brothers out here? You know. Well, I I, I personally yeah. believe that uh, that you should try to leave. There you go. You know what I mean. I think that. Um, so we're not punks for leaving. Of course no, not. No, of course no, not. No, course no, not. You, I hear you, that. You, you know, no, I, I shut down. That's, that's I leave. Like, that's yeah. why my girl get mad at me. They be like, "You so nonchalant." Yeah. I be like. And and the truth of the matter is, they will get in the way. And we'll we'll attempt to stop, and we'll swing on you. Mm. You know what I mean. But um, you know, a little honesty on my part, I I would tell a sister and a, a woman to be honest with you. If you swing on me, I think I see a man. Please mm. don't swing on me. <laughs> because just take it in mind: if, if, if a woman swings on you, she means she has lost all respect and all common sense. You know what I mean. My wife is small. You know what I mean? Now, if, if if she really got to the point in her psyche where she said, "I'm gonna swing on Jihad," something something's wrong. Yeah, you, you're, you're crazy. You know, this ain't her. There, you know what I mean? Something, <laughs> something, something's seriously wrong. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? So, plus, you 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 women have to also be taught too 
because it can be a double-edged sword for how we tell women that they can do anything. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can I do anything. And the man just got to be the man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. No, no. You have to check yourself, too, mm-hmm. and carry yourself with some dignity and some common sense. Mm-hmm. Because just like you don't want to be punched in the eye, what make you think the man want to be punched in the eye? Exactly. Nobody wants to be punched in the eye. You know what I'm saying? So it's just common sense. You know what I mean? So we sometimes, through this politically correct thing, give women a little, little edge like, you know what I mean? A little okay, you leeway. Nah. You know what I mean? But the reality of it is I'm you five, also six. have to tell her, and she has to be taught also, that the way to handle this situation is not violently. Yeah. So just like you don't expect a man to be violent, then you don't be violent. Mm, this is as simple that. as that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not giving them a pass because they can't control their emotions. No, they can control their emotions. You know what I mean? We we're getting ready to elect a woman the vice president of the United States on the basis that women can control their emotions mm. and handle their intellect. You know what I mean? So I think that we Good should point. be be honest about it. You know what I mean? Be truthful about it. You know what I mean? I, I um uh when I first married my wife, we were I think. We were, 20 years old, 21 years old, mm. or something like that. And uh, I became a Muslim before my wife became a Muslim. And, um, you know, she she would go to the mosque, but she, you know, hadn't converted. And I wasn't going to force her to convert. So uh, I married her, and we we went to vacation in Miami, you know what I mean, chilled out on the beach and blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> so we uh, came back from the honeymoon. And that Monday morning, you know what I mean, I'm laying in the bed. She's getting ready to go to work, get dressed. And I'm looking at her, and she she starts to dress. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at her, and I said, hold on. So I said, where you going? <laughs> she said, I'm getting ready to go to work. I said, not like that, you are. I said, you're married to me now. <laughs> she can't go out like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So to be honest with you, you know what I mean? I said, you know, she said, I'm going to work. I said, no, oh, baby, you're not going out the house like that. How long you been married, Sophie Benoff? Oh, my God. Why you ask me that? 40, <laughs> 47 years. I just oh, had an anniversary. But Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, 47. Same as Miley. 45. 25, you 47. Yeah, 47. Yeah, 47. yeah, but, uh, you know, we've been together and we... Like, let's, let's, 47 years. Yeah, yeah, we have to be honest about relationships and honest about... You know, I told Eldred them a long time ago, the word, uh, for, uh, I'm sorry, the word ask for forgiveness and those things, they wouldn't be in the dictionary if people didn't make mistakes. Mm, gotcha. Mm. Why, why would we need those words if people will go, if people didn't make errors? You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying do, you know, that you, that, that this is something that should, should just be accepted, mm-hmm. but come on, you can't expect the man to be completely robotic. And then the woman could just be as crazy as hell as she want to be. Free spirit. No, you yeah. can't do that. You know what I mean? And I'll be, and I'll be honest about that. You know what I mean? Um, you know that's that's what I got to say about that. So, brother Maurice, you are uh, like I said, I I see how you are with brothers. You know what I'm saying? I respect mm-hmm. it, man. And um, I model. You know, I like to model a lot of stuff I do in relations to brothers with how I see you move and lead sometimes. And um, name a time where you had to t- let a brother go. Mm. Oh wow, that's a good question. That's that's a real good one. Um. Wow, I try I try my best not to to let a brother go, um, but I think the points that have been raised. I mean, there's been so growing up. So when I was younger, um, and I'm growing up and I'm living in Chicago, and and there's like, um, you know, it it was a 
challenging time. So you have to watch what you do. You have to watch who you with, the people that you with. You you have to trust implicitly because you know a, some kind of situation can occur. And um, and you know I was leaving school one day with you know people that I trust, and you know I'm I'm like you know we solid. If anything goes down, everybody's got everybody's back and then uh then uh, the situation occurred and uh cats dipped damn damn just took off and you know that's the i mean that's that's the the line that's yeah, the line yeah, i leave, mean we, we we either all we all gonna walk away or we all gonna we all gonna go down we're gonna deal with this together mm-hmm. but if you dip if you leave that's it. That's it. I can't, I can't, I can't trust you. I can't trust you with anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I agree. The words are in the dictionary for a reason, but sometimes words have no meaning mm-hmm. because dope. your actions, your actions speak louder than your, your words. words. Mm-hmm. So we were cool as long as nothing happened. But as soon as something happened, you were out. Mm-hmm. You were just, you were out. So I think that probably was, one of the first times I had to take a hard look at who I surrounded myself with and understand that's just who you are. I, now I know who you are. Really? You're not really down for everybody. You down for yourself. And it's, if it gets real hard, you out. Damn. So that was like, uh, that was my first life lesson on the people I rock with. That's why my, I really am. I'm very focused on who I surround myself with and who I, who I will even engage with, because if I don't, if I don't get a sense that, you know, that you really, if you truly are down, then I, yeah, I'm probably not, I'm not going to rock with you. And that's why I, you know, one of the most prideful things I have in life is just my brotherhood, man. Yeah. When I say I roll with some solid dudes and it's almost, I've been in a situation where my, my brotherhood is so strong. Like I got resented by, a, a girl I was in a relationship with because hers wasn't that strong. So I always had someone I could call. It was always someone I could go to. I could vent to like, it was, you know, I got that in so many areas of my life. So I, that's why I don't get when a brother, when a dude just don't be having like strong brotherhood. I don't, I don't understand it because I do got it. But uh, it, it, it can go down to again, who you initially surround yourself with. I mean, you can hang out, so I, I think you use the word adjacent. People are adjacent yeah, to okay. each other. Yeah, brother, use adjacent. And that's that's a powerful that's a powerful concept. Just because we're moving in the same direction, Don't and mean we're we're doesn't mean that we're together. That means we're just moving in the same direction. And then it's not until it's not until you encounter some kind of challenge, some some kind of challenge, either personally or as a group or as a community, and then you get to see what that person's reaction is what Tori's saying right now there you go so so are you do you come together and we're gonna go deal with this together or do you no longer take this path now i I need to find an alternative route Mm -hmm. or maybe i'm good just staying here and we're not gonna push forward yeah i think so i think also when you know as far as throwing people away you know let's take the situation where the gentleman has a problem with his girlfriend but but to his to his mother he might be great. Mm. You know what I mean? To his brother he might be great. 
to his friend, he might be a great person. To his yeah. daughter or son, he might be a great person. So now, do the media, the, the public, kill this guy for that situation? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're talking about. Because the mother not going to kill him. No. And the daughter and the son not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So the, the reality of it is, you know, this 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 public thing or this media thing is 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 really, um, in some cases, stretched or gone too far. Yeah. To the mm-hmm. to the screen. Cancel culture. Right. So let's mm-hmm. let's let's look at the whole person, right? And then then measure the response based upon the whole person. You know what I mean? And if we do it that way, nine times out of ten, we're going to come out a little bit balanced. You know what I mean? And then yeah. also what I do, too, is is I I have a thing where I don't necessarily um, cancel people because some people have different assets or different, um, what do you call it? Uh, they can benefit benefit yeah. you different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So now, if, 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 if when I was 21, I was shot, shot in the stomach in the projects up in New York, mm. right, selling Muhammad Speaks newspaper. There was a Muslim brother with me right that ran and left me Damn. right now him i won't take no more to sell no more papers <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about but not but he has some other assets too i just know that i'm not gonna use him Why you when i go on a detail to sell papers <laughs> you know I mean? but he has some he, he, he has some other good parts that we still had to use <laughs> but but, 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 did, you, but did you feel the same way? I understand his yeah. other attributes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take him with me to sell papers no more. He yeah, won't he, go on a detail with me. Okay, you, okay. You, you, right? but, but, but he can good. still do some other stuff. You, get to, you, you, you go from brotherhood to yeah. associate. You well, still be yeah, yeah, like, yeah. prime example, I give prime example. There's a video that just went viral, and it really made me angry. Which one was that? Like, people were, like, it, people were laughing, uh-huh. but it really, nothing about it was funny to me. And it's mainly because I'm around dope dads. Mm-hmm. I'm around very engaged dads. So it's a dude walking with his daughter, mm-hmm. and they he's showing her this house. It was like I guess they're in a nice neighborhood. It's a big house. They walk up and they walk up the driveway. You told the <laughs> bruh, <laughs> bruh. So the dude goes up the driveway, <laughs> shows his daughter the house. So a woman walk out like, "Who in my yard?" And then he was like, oh, we're, I'm just showing her the house. But when she came out, her dog came out. And a pit bull. A pit bull. Now, the pit, they have a fence. So the dog was barking at the fence, and they were just looking at the dog. It wasn't no big deal. But then the dog just jet at the end of the fence and went under. Ooh. He come out after them. The dad j- leaves his daughter and jumps on the car. Shit. <laughs> Bro, you gotta see the video, bro. Horrible. It's horrible, bro. bro you know, I, it, it, bro, it, bro, I, got baby, I got baby girl with me right now. Bro, I can I, only, bro. I can, but the first thing I would do is throw baby girl. Well, let me tell you the truth. So I was in that situation with my dad. <laughs> I was in a situation with my Mr. dad. Mr. Keith, look, look at this. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, 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 so that while I'm telling the story. <laughs> Stop, stop crying, Nana. Look at it. Look, get back. This would have first. This would have first happened. Listen to it. You hear him leave. I'm gonna show her the house. Look at 
Because she didn't get hurt. Now, it's funny because yeah, she didn't get hurt. That part. That because part. the owner who posted the owner the owner who posted the video said, "Um, my dog loves kids. Can, does not mess with any adults. He said, especially men when I'm not home. That's the man, the husband posted the video. He wasn't here. Mm-hmm. The husband posted it. So he said, my dog loves kids. But if that dog." Bro, there's a. I got another video of the dog when the woman was on the elevator. Remember, you remember the video I showed you. The woman, the woman come out the elevator, and man, I don't delete it. Tomorrow, when the dog gets stuck in the, in the elevator. Nah, a woman is just sitting waiting on the elevator with her little dog. The woman uh, on the elevator opens the dog. With her a big dog, dog, and her dog just bites the little dog neck, kills the dog. Yeah, I, I do remember that. One. They came uh, off and just, just came off, just kill, instinct killer. Now imagine if that was his dog, bro. I throw that nigga away. <laughs> no, no, no. Real talk. No. I would throw that nigga away, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, that, if that was one of my boys, and I seen that video, yeah, we ain't rocking no more, bro. If you won't save your own daughter, you a band, bro. What would you do to me? Straight band. Panic, man. Bitch. <laughs> nah, 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 man. Nah, nah, nah. Matter of fact, listen, listen. So la- last night, last night, <laughs> last night. <laughs> That, that was all fight. That was all That was goddamn Superman flying. Like. No, that, that was all scared because, bro, I know if I was in that situation, first thing I would do is grab baby girl and throw her yeah. on top of the car. I would end up getting bit. You know what I'm saying? Or fight the dog. I'm going for the dog. Yeah. Now nah, I got to save my daughter bro, first. Me, I'm going for the dog, bro. You, the dog is going to see me only. That's it. I'm the target. And I'm gonna fight with the dog. Now I'm, I'm moving my daughter first. Cause see, the dog might, cause the dog, the dog just might move or run and not really fuck with me. But I be, cause you know, the thing about it is the trauma part. I don't want to see. I don't want my daughter seeing me scuffle. I don't want her to see that 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 physical confrontation. So that's how I would. I would throw her on top of the car. Then me and the dog would have got the tussling. I would have got bit. But I would not have bro, I would not left bro. I would not have left baby girl <laughs> by herself and then, and then me fussing at it. Stop crying, Nana. <laughs> look, look. Well, get to well, the side. That's what made me mad. This is why. That's what made me mad. This is why I say he didn't panic, brother. Uh, because if I hopped up there out of reflex. I would have automatically hopped down like, oh snap! I, got, I left it. You know I, what I'm saying? Oh, like, reach it down. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro, he on there like, oh, oh, <laughs> stop I'm, crying, nah, nah. I'm like, we cancel get, that, and then get back there, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he out of here. I would cancel him. Yeah, yeah, I would cancel. I would cancel. Bro, you, it's guaranteed that just like y'all boys, that nigga gonna leave you. Well, I think <laughs> it, 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 and I was gonna ask that question, but I think that's really the only. To me, that's the highest cancelable event is anything where you harming children or dangering children. Anything like that happen, I gotta write you all the way off. Period. Right. Period. I don't. 
I don't have an excuse for that. At all. I don't know what the excuse for that is. Like, right, I don't, right, right. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have no. I don't get that. Now, yeah. stuff with another adult. Yeah, that could that could be a miss. It, it could be a whole bunch of things. It's a lot children, that get lost in translation. You, you just don't know. Yeah, so yeah, right. that's that's the only time I've canceled a whole brother like completely mm-hmm. out on some kids. So let's go through, um, you know, some, some scenarios, right? And I feel like these looks different. Like I feel like. The one that we automatically go to is the man and woman situations. Mm-hmm. But we've been in a situation where brothers are accused, whether it's money issues, whether they're working in companies and money missing. You know what I'm saying? It's like how to, as, as, as a healthy community, I think that's what we're ultimately trying to get to, as a healthy community of brothers, what are the steps to confronting someone who has done something wrong and uh, how do we how do we go about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do we go about that? Because I think it's I think it's a lot of because we don't have these conversations and we don't know these formulas. What we do, we just let it ride. We just like, well, I don't know what to do, so oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm, I'm gonna just stay in my lane. I'm gonna stay in my business. But a lot of times, that conversation could have saved that brother. How many brothers have we lost because they got into that situation? I feel like what we see out of Chris Brown now, you know what I'm saying, him flying the flags, him being that bad boy, a lot of that was based off of who reached out, how they reached out, and what he felt embraced by. You know, um, but before the answer, I always think about this with brothers is that African proverb when they say if they don't, you know, if the child doesn't feel the warmth of the village, they'll burn it down just to feel the warmth. And I think... Especially for black men, that's what happens with, within us. Like, as soon as you wrong by a brother and you not embraced by some brothers, all right, that's all y'all. And then, you know and then a lot of this is a results. We talked about this on podcast too. A lot of this is a results of fatherless, mentorless uh, young boys, right? So when he ain't talking to him, then now we having grown man conversations. Mm-hmm. Like nobody talked to him when he was this age. Now it's be it's like. I think who was that? Uh, well, Frank was saying it earlier. Uh, what really drew Malcolm X to uh, Minister Fair? Uh, not Minister uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad. The honorable, honorable Elijah Muhammad was the the discipline of mentorship or a father figure. Or some, you know, what I'm saying we want that. So it's like if you don't get that young, you still older looking for it. What do you what do you know or not? You still That's true. What what's the uh what's the brothers called? The black and the purple and gold brothers that be out here? Um the uh, Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites. Like even with them, like that's why you see so many brothers in America. Because you it's that to, discipline. Yes. It, it, a lot of it discipline. Yeah. Like kids don't want to just be running around just anywhere. Like and that's why one of my biggest critiques to the church, there's not enough solid, real decisive discipleship programs in the church. Christianity is just real lax. It's just like, you know, grab your seat. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's no real no. discipleship. Like, like this is why you're reading this. This is, you know, whether you do it or not, there's not really many programs that do like that. And that's why. Usher, I, that's what it's like being an usher. And when you was coming up, you was trying to be an usher. But y'all, when you were disciplined, yeah, you come on time. You yeah, the just, rules. Yeah, rules. You know yeah, the rules. And, and then you control things. Because I'm the same way. Because I was like, when I was young, I wanted to become an usher. So. You know, asked me even before I joined the church. So I went and I sat and I went and talked to the pastor. Pastor was like, um, the way in which he approached me, the way in which he received me 
because I wasn't a member of the church at the time. But I was like, I want to do this because I like what I see in the brothers who are doing this. I want to I want to do that. I don't want to just sit here. I want to participate. So he went up, told the whole congregation on Sunday, told me to stand up. So I'm feeling awkward because I'm like, how old are you at the time? I had to be about 10, 10, 11. Mm -hmm. And he pulls me up and he stands me in front. He comes down and he's like, look, this young brother has not joined the church, but he wants to serve. And how many of y'all think he should be allowed to be an usher? And everybody was like, yeah, you know, so I felt love. It's the village. Yeah. The village. My boy got them white gloves. Like, yeah. I'm going to be the I greatest did. usher I did. ever. I did. I was doing it. <laughs> but imagine if you did. Imagine if you didn't and your resentment to the church now. I, I would not be feeling the church. I probably wouldn't be feeling the pastor. If the pastor pulled me up, then I would then, I probably would equate that to all. I probably would just relate that to all Blanket. pastors. I kind of mm-hmm. pushed that all out. But I agree with the, the point that was raised earlier about brothers are looking for, they're looking for you know, people they can relate to. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a common purpose. They're looking for the ability to make improvements and where you can find that. And and they, they're still looking for self-development. I think young brother just stated it. You, you're trying to develop yourself. So you're looking for someone who can help get you to the next level. So if you can find a group of, of men who can help you with that, that personal development of yourself then you're going to you're going to attach yourself to them and then you're going to not only are you going to attach yourself the real the real truth in seeing a brother who really feels that they belong is what they do once they get into a group mm. if you just there's nothing wrong with just showing up so there's one the, the first step for everyone is just, just showing to, up it's just to show up and what you do once you show up is if you believe then you start I want to I want to do something here. I want to give something yeah, back you, to the you group. Get after, yeah, you want to invest back yeah. in. And then you then you start communicating. You start sharing with every brother you run into. Yo, you sh- you should come take a look at this. And people start to see a difference in you. Like yo, this brother was, you know, on his own, didn't really seem like he related to anything. Now he's all he's talking about is this group or that group. And I I need you to come into the group. And and then and then there's no pressure. If there's no pressure in terms of what you do when you get there, then it allows you to relate. Then once you relate, now I want to give. And then as you give, you get more responsive or you get responsibilities. And as you gain those responsibilities now, now you are helping to shape not only the organization, but the men who are in the organization. And that continued growth just cascades out to your whole circle of men. And and I've seen that. So, I mean, the brother's in a, in a fraternity. I'm in a fraternity. I mean, we see that. We see that as well. I see that in the Black Man Lab. I walked into the Black Man Lab. I knew Molly. I knew several other brothers in the Black Man Lab. I'd heard about it. One of my line brothers was like, yo, I'm going to this thing. You should come check it out. I live out in Gwinnett County. I'm, I'm like way out. Like people talk about going to South Carolina when they come over to the house. But <laughs> but I'm like it. but I'm like I'm going down. I want to see this. I need to see this for myself. You know, because I'd heard a lot about it. I roll up first session. I, I remember seeing you at the door, brother. Showing yeah, intentional like intentional mad, energy. That's what I bring. Mad love. I mean, it's just love. I mean, you literally from when I walked into the Y. The people at the front desk, mm. it was like love. Yo, you must be here for for mm. the for the Black Man Lab. All the brothers in the back. I'm like, wow. 
walk into the room, it's nothing but brothers, young brothers, older brothers, all in the room. Making me miss that shit. I'm like, I'm over here like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow. And then you, you instantly go from like this nervousness. I don't know what I should expect to like, yo, I, I belong here. Mm. I, I belong mm. here. Then when the brothers start speaking, you got like Marty mm-hmm. and Molly, you got Fred, and you got Dry, you got Brother Jihad. I mean, brothers are like, I mean, they're they not greeting you like, like this is like some fake thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is like real. Like, you know when a brother is real to you. And and they, and half of them don't even know me. I'm like, yo, I feel like real, real comfortable now. Mm-hmm. And then the message comes through. And I, I tell you, the other thing that was truly impactful, brother got up, brother was having challenges in his life. And it wasn't like, it, it was just a mere mention of the trouble and brothers were there and they were helping. And then the brother's yeah. just having a rough day. We all have mm-hmm. rough days. Mm-hmm. And brother's coming up, dapping you up. You can see the brother go from almost like in tears Nothing. and jack to like pumped just from the brothers and the way the brothers were engaging them. So... That to me, that to me, when I went through, like you were showing the the Let Us Make Man and the stages of the relationship. I mean, even in a group amongst men, you go through stages of your relationship with the men in the group. I went from like, yo, I never heard of this to this is the truth. He's on the board. (laughs) Let me just put that up. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm driving back home. I'm like, I got to make this every Monday. I got to, I got to rearrange my schedule. I got to make sure either I'm downtown, somehow downtown doing something <laughs> so I can easily get down here every week. And that's that's just my example of what it meant to be around a group of positive brothers, all kind of brothers. And that was and it, it was just it was just so it was overwhelming that they, to the point that I was like, I got to do whatever I got to do to be a part. And I, and I want to help. All I want to do is help. Because I see how it impacted me, and if it could do that to me, then I know what it could do to other brothers who are around me. So I thank all the brothers for what they did and what they created, and the love that you all show to every. I like literally, I watch you because I'm 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 generally quiet, but I think I'm probably talking too much right now. No, 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 no. But I like this. No more. You are pretty yeah, quiet. I, I like quiet. hearing it. I'm generally quiet, so I observe a lot. I, I watch and I see. And then I can I can sense the genuineness in the brothers, and I see that in these two brothers. Every I mean, it's like consistent. And when it's consistent, then I can trust. And when I can trust, then yeah, I'm I'm all in. So you know, I'll do what I gotta do because I believe. And I think that's what a lot of brothers are looking for. I think if we have more mm-hmm. black man lives, more let us make man. Because I mean, if you look at the brothers and let us make man, they they are. They're like the epitome of the 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 male leadership that we need within our community. Every time. I mean, when you, it's this, and again, I speak to the consistency. Mm-hmm. It's not like they do one thing and they do that one thing really well and then they just disappear. It's like consistent. Every time, every situation, every time something's going down, and it's not just one of them. And that's what tells you it's a true brotherhood. They roll deep mm-hmm. and you may not know who all is connected mm-hmm. with them, but they roll deep and they handle stuff, man. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they, and they have genuine love for each. You can see the love they have for each other. So 
I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna let y'all go. Hey, look, I'm gonna go. Hey, look, it's hot outside. I'm about to go wear my jacket. Where my little friend man? Find your jacket. Man, I need to get my jacket. Can I ask y'all a question? Calm down. Because Elder talks about this, and he spoke about on the podcast before his his introduction to the brotherhood, like when he, you know, grew up the way he did, and then coming to Atlanta, seeing DB, and just boom, I'm on fire, right? Um, my first introduction to brotherhood was pledging a fraternity in college and then, you know, being a part of a brotherhood. Um, I want to know your brother's experience of, like, the first time you recognized uh, brotherhood because I think that's one of the things that um, that we need to increase. Like, I yeah. think when, the younger you are and you realize you're a part of a brotherhood, we yeah. now can start raising, quote-unquote, quote better black men because – you're not just worried about your family and your block. You are a part of something. Like like Brother Jahai said, the brotherhood makes it easy for me to say, okay, I was with this brother and got shot. I might not go with him with papers anymore, but he might be a good brother to do some yeah, other stuff and, if he could do work. And, and, you know, the brotherhood is the first time where you get held accountable mm. by somebody you respect mm. outside of, like, a father figure or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get held accountable by – your principal, but I don't like him. I don't. I don't know him. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You get held accountable, like your dad, but that's your dad. That's you know what I'm saying? They kind of. But when a brotherhood, somebody that I don't know but I respect and I love, like you know what? I'm gonna actually take heed to what this brother said. Yeah, so they, what, they have a. They, let me throw this in there. This might throw it off a little bit, though. Throw it off. The you the, do that. Um, <laughs> 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 I think that that um. A lot of us and them brothers, we we reach out for the Afrocentric African part of the identity, mm. but we want to keep the European moral code. Talk about it. Talk about that. <laughs> Break that down, wise one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge, to be honest with you, and I think that. Like and and just as somewhat holding brothers accountable mm-hmm. to a degree, I'm gonna throw basically two scenarios out. You know, what I mean, if I'm hanging with you in a brotherhood, right, and your behavior in that in that situation is different from the African be tradition, right? I think that we. I think many of us meet. The, up against that challenge now to say, do we hold you accountable? Do I say to you, my brother, nah, bruh. I mean, I ain't, I ain't, you know, don't expose me to this behavior. Matter of fact, I think it's even wrong for me. If, if What I do, if, if I got a wrong, if I got a weakness, You're not bringing it I'm not even you. bringing it to you. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not flaunting it around you, mm-hmm. right? And I think this is a mistake um, um, many of us make. And this is a mistake that caused even married brothers who are conscious among us problems at home. Because if, 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 if the if the wife sees you with a brother that we know got highly moral, immoral, even though he's conscious as a brother, mm-hmm. but he's not disciplined in his morality. He got hoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you think and you think that your wife or your significant other is not aware, you know, not paying uh-huh. attention they know. to they your, know. come on, they you're fooling yourself and you're they causing, know. you know what I mean? So my, my thing is that European people today really don't care how much knowledge and research and how much we throw up the fist. 
as long as we adapt their moral conduct and their moral values and their moral behavior, they say we got them. Mm. And that's the drama that we're facing today as black men also. Yeah, are we going to keep their standard or are we going to go full, full fledged into the African standard? Mm. And are we going to even try to make the African standard ex, uh, compatible with theirs? With theirs? See, we have to. We have what to do make you that find choice. the African standard? You, you you find the African standard in 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 traditional history. It's not that's not a misnomer. You're right and wrong. Hell, I know it's wrong for me to hit on your sister. Mm-hmm. I know that. That's why I have to hide to do it. Mm-hmm. Had to hide the bad <laughs> you know what I mean? If I, if I if it was nothing wrong with it, I wouldn't hide to do it. Right. That's true. That's right. true. We do it in plain sight. I do it in plain sight. But then my, my my own nature tells me, you know, or checks me or, or tell me. Now, whether I listen to it or not is another issue. But it tells me that's not right, y'all. I like that. I like that. The reason why I like that is because mm-hmm. Elder used to always say that. When I first met E, right, yeah. and he used to always say, um, like, I would go through something. And, um, I, you know, like most brothers growing up, you go through something. Like, Man, you know, I need to get my stuff together. I need a retreat. Mm-hmm. I need to go in my space. I need to figure this out. I by myself mm-hmm. got to figure this out, mm-hmm. and Elgin was like, "Man, that's that's that European way of thinking." Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 African man. That's we, right. We, like you said, if you have a problem, you bring it to the community. You bring that's it to right. the brotherhood. The brotherhood can help you out. There's, right. there's going to be some brothers in there, and that was the first time being exposed to this brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, these brothers didn't know me from Adam, right. and helped me out. I mean, tremendously. Yeah. In a way that I mean, I would say changed my life, saved my life, yeah. right? So that that African center, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. I think that like these are these are what we have to instill in our new the the new normal for black boys That's for right. black men, mm-hmm. African century, yeah. more black men lives, more brotherhoods. I think we get caught up on the word friends, yeah. right. right? We get caught up on like friends, True. like well, is, to, is is that Toy's friend? Yeah. Might not be Toy's friend, but the Toy is a part of this brotherhood of men that yeah, you ain't gotta like everybody in the brotherhood. It, <laughs> like, you know, he's like, all right. You know, like, like, you, you know. I do, I got, yeah. I do got a monkey wrench though. <laughs> so, um, you know, because I, I try to be very intentional with having conversations with brothers for brothers, but this is a conversation that overlaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the sister's responsibility, right? when we're in this period of holding our brothers accountable, let me give you my example. Um, we see a brother, like you said, having that, uh, that problem with this one issue, like, bro, you can't be hitting on it. Like I've only had one person in my life where I seen them actually like get into it with a girl in front of me. Like it was one time. And I'm like, I think she looked like I would probably protect her, like which I probably would, but really he was driving. I didn't want him to crash. Like I'm like, Negro, I need you to chill out, bro. Um, but like, what is it like? When is it one of them? Because I've been in plenty of situations, like with people that I know who I'm close with, where you know I want to hold this brother accountable. I probably even want to put hands on this brother for doing this, but the sister is stopping you from doing it. At what point do you just say, you know what, I just got to let this brother do what it do, or do I just keep following through, especially when the sister is close to you? Not like it's just a random, I don't know you. So your relationship is with the sister and not really the brother. And sometimes it's both. 
And get on the mic if you're going to do it. <laughs> well, nah, this is, um, you know, this is one of those classy situations where when women have situations, perfect example, the WAP song. 90% of women that I was seeing saying, like, men have no reason to speak on this situation at all. And I, I think that I think that I mean you can disagree, but I think that there's some truth to that because women issues need to be spoken on and worked through with women. Men issues need to be spoken on and worked through with men. So there's a time and a place where the sisters need to just step back and let that thing happen. It's almost like a think about the father son relationship and a mother trying to step in the way of that, right? The father's trying to discipline the son for doing something irrational whatever and the father wants to discipline in his way whether that be physical whether that be you know him having the conversation but the mother tries to step in i just think that at a certain point women should just let men be men right and let the older man check that younger man or you know brother to brother whatever it is it's certain situations that they don't have no business being in and that's not being disrespectful because i don't feel like we should be in all of their business either yeah because and the only reason i bring it up because i just recently um my barber was in here earlier, but uh, a young lady that works in his shop was just killed by her dude. Damn. And um, that is just one of and, and yeah, he he seen the brother before, like he yeah, and like and what he was saying was, you know, I see this brother because like she come in and she don't really talk to nobody. She would kind of say hey, but she would kind of stay to herself. That he just comes randomly comes in different times, like almost like he checking, checking in. So it comes out that you know, brother taking her money. You know what I'm saying? She trying to get out the situation, and three kids in, he kills her, and he didn't kills herself. Wow! Left the kid. Left the kid. Three daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh man! I, I think you speak. I think you really you get him. Be honest with you. I think you. You get involved. If you see a wrong, you know, we're taught taught in Islam or as Muslims that when you see a wrong, that you attack it. Okay. You address it. Now, that don't uh, that don't mean that he has to listen. You know what I mean? If, if, if I come in and I say, hey, bro, I don't think that's cool, blah, 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 blah. Nigga, you don't tell me what to do. I said, bro, I'm just sharing this information with you. I don't think that's right. And blah, 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 blah. Now, if he takes it further and he's going to he grabs me, then I'm gotta defend myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Righteous but the reality of it is, you know, more of us see if more of us see an oppression, and then like like um, uh, it says in Islam that when you see two people arguing, attempt to bring the peace. And when you attempt to bring the peace, if one person just gets stupid, then the two of you take care of one. That's logic. Okay. That's logic. Because we're trying to stop the oppression. We're against That's the logic. oppression. Uh-huh. We're trying to bring the peace. Now, if you just can't handle yourself and you just gone crazy, then the our bottom line is that we, my, my point is that we just can't get in the European mindset of we see stuff and don't do nothing don't about it. Don't do nothing it. about it. Yeah, and, and that's the point. Okay. That's you know what I'm saying? We got to try to do something about it. We not, might not be successful. But we do. might end up with a situation. But damn, you gotta say something. The reason why you gotta say something because you have something that you call a heart and a yeah, conscience. See that country guy. I remember right. I was driving on Boulevard yeah. and I seen two dudes just fight, and I just jumped like it was a reflex. Like my conscience would eat me up. Mm-hmm. It'll eat me up if I don't just try to 
do something. Like it, it, it do for me. I don't, I seen a dude on the road. Remember I seen the dude? And you like, brother, let me help you, brother. I, I look, I was on the phone with Keith. <laughs> go, dude, go, go, go. I was on the phone with Keith. <laughs> and we get off at the dude sitting in the, literally sitting in the middle of the road, orange cross. So I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I, so when I first pull up, I'm on the phone with Keith. I'm like, bro, come on, dog. You ain't got to do this, bro. So I'm getting ready to get out of my car. Then I seen a sister on the other side of the street like, why are you doing this? Then I was like, oh, okay. He trying to, he trying to make a point. I was like, my bad, bro. <laughs> and I kept going. He looking at Elsa was like, go, nigga, go. I got this. I got this. I was like, my bad, my bad. I ain't trying to mess up the play. I done did that but, before. But I like that, though, the African mindset. That, that, that's, we got to get in yeah, it. Yeah, be honest. We, and also we have, there's a sister. You, you're familiar with Afrocentric, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Sister, Sister Mary, Margaret. Margaret, Sister Margaret. Sister Margaret. Right. And sometimes I just go sit down and talk to her and listen. Yeah. And and she tells me about how the African culture handles situations, different situations. I love Sister Margaret. You know what I mean? And so I, I've been telling her for the past 15, 20 years, write it down. Just write all of this stuff down so that we could pass it on, pass it on and teach our people it. You know what I mean? We, we've been in this Western culture following Western mindset as far as relationships where we won't even go to the parents. Like me and my wife got some drama, right? We're supposed to traditionally go to the, the elders in the neighborhood if we can't solve it, right? But we got this psychic, psychic, white man psychic stuff. Hey, ain't nobody going to tell us what to do. Nobody in our business. Nah, but the solution, the ancestors have already put the solution in place. Mm-hmm. Right, but then we follow in this Eurocentric point of view, and we and, and we won't even take the process that will bring the solution to the problem. Because the reality of it is, when you two hooked up, you brought two families together, nigga. You just didn't bring two people together. That's it, right? That's it. But they don't talk about that during right. the, during the marriage ceremony. It's That's only right. it's generally only about the man and the woman That's coming right. together. That's right. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. It is the you the, the whole family. Yeah. You you are now a part of this one large collective, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. I mean, yeah. you, we have to go have conversations, and then we also have to let brothers know it's okay to be vulnerable. So mm-hmm. it's okay to open up, and those are the things that. You know, on the Ndugu side, that's what we do. We Beautiful. we give you yeah, a space. Yeah, I'm like, man, I miss that Ndugu. I'm gonna be real, man. The Ndugu, yeah, like, like you were just talking about the Black Man Lab, uh, but I just got it's a completely different thing, but the same thing. It's like, crazy. Like, it's so <laughs> crazy how that works. <laughs> like, like it's it, the same feeling, but it's it's a different setup, bro. It, and yeah. the Ndugu, man. Like I remember me and Keith. I was like, bro, we gonna do this. Like we let us set our alarms. Cause we be yeah. forgetting it, so we set our alarms. We like, oh, bro, look at the Ndugu. and like just the energy of it, just the conversations, the vulnerability. Uh, it's nothing like it. And I say this to the sisters again, like, cause I said this one time before on the podcast. Like, if you want your man to be a better man, get him in a better brotherhood. That's right. That's it. Like, that's, that's what it. sisters can do. You ask that's what it. sisters can do. That's what's and they're doing man. it. They do it. A lot of the brothers who come in. Yeah. To the my wife made me come. <laughs> yeah, they, they my like, wife. My wife shared the video. My, yeah. my mama sent me here. <laughs> so like, but, we, what, but that'll get you there the first time. You, but, but you what, stay. What get you to stay is what you feel the once you go into yeah, the space. Yeah. And I, I think we just need to. And again, if you if you can witness somebody else being vulnerable, you can witness someone else opening up and not being judged or ridiculed then it does something to you because again, I I totally agree with the brother. Mm -hmm. We have been conditioned and we have been taught that we need to be individuals and we need to handle our own. Mm -hmm. 
And if you can't handle your own, then I question your manhood. Mm. And once I question your manhood, now you've challenged me. So now I don't want to have anything to do with you because now you challenging me. But if we come together in this collective and I can, I can open up and I can share and you can help build on me because yeah, I don't know everything. That's why I need other brothers. I need younger brothers and older brothers. Cause I learn from everybody. It doesn't matter that, you know, your your life experiences have provided something in you. And I think us coming together, it, there's an intention. There's a purpose behind that. I'm supposed to learn something from you. And I probably have something I'm supposed to give to you. But if we never connect, then that exchange never occurs. And then we're, we're just lost. We're out there kind of lost. So I think these having the right men around you is critical. Yeah. So with that being said, man, I am. uh honored that i have the right brothers around me as you can see um but we'll wrap it up i think the time has been well spent um i'm gonna end it out with starting where we brought it in brother jihad man just any last words you want to say to us brothers in the brother community how we should be addressing supporting and building each other yeah i i think that um there's nothing in nature or in our growing up experience where groups haven't affected us. I mean, everything naturally, we're affected by a group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So now to become a young man or 21 or 22 years old and now say you don't need a group. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Or that the, 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 group, the group is not important. I'm, I'm, I'm my own man now. Mm -hmm. Just this is silly. It's Eurocentric. To be honest with you, and 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 one of the things that that uh, uh, in with brother brother Eldred is, and that's on my mind also is that we have to understand that society also sends a message, mm. and, and we don't fool ourselves. Society is competing against us, our nature, and against um, Afri African African uh, culture, right? And they're sending a message 24-7 with the rappers, with the music, with the videos. So somebody is talking. And if we become silent with what we know or don't attempt to amplify the other side, at least to give the brothers a choice to see the alternative, I think that that's important. And I think that that's something that we have to do. And I think that, that uh, um, we just have to look at it from that perspective. And I think that... that uh, Definitely, we can't model ourselves after European culture and Europeans. Mm. Definitely, we can't do that. We do that, we we might as well just we gonna hang it up. Wow, that's powerful, brother Maurice. That's powerful. So I think the I think the the big thing that we could do is find the right brothers to be amongst um, and to be a part of. And I think to the the point that was just raised earlier, we're not individuals. We don't have to take these things on on our own and by ourselves. There are brothers, older and younger, who are there for us and they believe in us and they want the best of us. So find the right brotherhood, find a, a group of, of men who can pour something back into you and you can give uh, back to yourself. I love it, I love it. I'll wrap it with this, man. Brothers, man, get your brotherhood, man. Get your brotherhood because... Uh, if you got, if you got like, 
I say this because Keith said something when I I used to, I used to always say this to Keith. Uh, two words: lean in. You know, when you when you gonna fall, lean in and fall on the brothers instead of falling on your back. And I've done that so many times in my life. I fell on my back before, and that hurt a lot worse <laughs> than when you lean in and fall on your brothers. And uh, I just encourage the brothers out there, good or bad, because what happens is a brotherhood will help you weather the storm. You know what I'm saying? When you go through something what other brothers are going through. It'll help you navigate better. It'll help you avoid a lot of storms. That's the thing, because one thing about the brotherhood, it, we are a collection of experiences. So now I can just rent experiences uh, like movies, and I ain't even got to buy it. Like I'm like, bro, you've been married before, right? Yeah. Well, let, let, let me talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you don't did let me Let me talk about that, because I don't have to go through it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, you know, again, to the sisters, I, I, I stress this. If you if you see a brother around some good men, like, encourage that. Don't take away that time when the brother, like, be, when they be together. Encourage that because the brother need it, man. With that being said, I love y'all. I need y'all. But most importantly, I can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Just Judges Podcast. <laughs>